podcasting from inside of a marketing agency, this is the Marketing Department Podcast, where we have candid ideas and curated content for the everyday marketer. I like the boom, boom, boom. Oh, yeah, it's my favorite beat. That's when it tells me, hey, Zeke, you're supposed to start talking right now. Mm-hmm, I like it. Welcome to the Marketing Department Podcast. We can't exactly remember what episode we're on right now, but we're having fun. Yeah, we're having a lot of fun. Good work. 11, Eric. 12, 9. I, so am I am I Joe Buck and you're Troy Aikman? Yes. Like nobody really likes Joe Buck. Like he's the he's the nickelback of TV announcers. It's because he says everything that everyone already knows. If he runs into the end zone, he's going to score a touchdown. Y'all watch this. That's like, exactly right. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. how the game works, Joe. Yeah, thanks, Joe. And then your color commentary, so you're Troy, Troy Aikman. People kind of like Troy, unless he's calling a Cowboys game. That's true. They're like, I hate you, Troy. You got a, you got something against the Cowboys. You're just trying to prove something that you're, you're not a Cowboys fan. I think he has to do that. I think it's probably in his contract. Written in there, you can't act like you're a Cowboys fan. That's probably true, but he, I feel like he overdoes it. He does. Bad. Anyhow, come, on, Troy, come on, Troy. Come on, Troy. We know you're out. listening, so get this yeah, get it together. Troy, you probably listening over there in Dallas where you live, so you go Cowboys. Get it in your head. America. America. We're talking about something brand new this month. It's websites. And so over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about some pretty interesting stuff. And I'll be honest with you. As far as the technicalities of a website is concerned, are concerned, I don't know if it's is or are. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. As far as the websites are concerned, I don't know a whole lot about them, but Eric and our crew, they know a ton about websites. So we're going to dig deep a little bit and talk about a few things, but we got to answer a question first. What's the question? (laughs) This is great. It is like Joe and Troy. This is. (laughs) Do I even, does my business, like, do I even need a website? I mean, I think people really do ask that question. It depends on what industry you're in, I think is why people ask that question because of how social media works these days. You know, there's a lot of other platforms that you can look into, but in the end, do I need a website? And I mean, we think the answer is yes. Yeah, obviously. I mean, that's one of the things that our company does is build websites for people. And so we're going to tell you why we think you need a website and you need to go beyond just a social media page. You know, we were talking about this in our morning meeting with our team this morning. And they said, you know, how frustrating is it when you click on a website, you're in Google, you click to go to the website and it takes you to a Facebook page. Yep. I don't want to read about the comments that other people think about what your business does. I want to know what you do. That's exactly right. And so one of the things that we've talked about is social media is really the gateway to your digital door, which is your website or your digital office. And so people have to, you know, they may go see what you're doing at your business. They may get some ideas from social media, but when they want to take it a step further, that is the gateway to your website. And so that's really why we think, hey, of course it's important to have a website. There's a stat out there. It says 84% of today's consumers think a website makes your business more credible than companies who have just social media profiles. And so you're adding instant credibility when you have a website. But I think one of the big questions is, I mean, how basic does my website need to be? Like, what does it need to look like to actually get that credibility? Yeah. That answer can be 
it depends on the business actually you know it can be it can be if it's a service business if it's a product based business if you sell three products if you sell 50 products you know it can, right. be, it can be something different so let's talk about credibility just for a little bit any reputable company if you think about it they've got a website you know that's that's easy to recognize that if you've got a brand that you're committed to you're i don't know the word i'm exactly trying to think of right now but you're you're loyal to typically they've got a website and that's part of that loyalty you spend time on that website and they've got credibility in your mind simply because of their website. Yeah, and let me let me give a little example of this. The other day, I had you know this, but I had a, a hot water situation, a leak in my house. Went out of town for a week, came back, opened my closet door where my hot water heater is, and got blasted in the face by steam and looked at all my clothes and there was mold on everything. That was insane. It was insane. I've never seen anything like it. It was disgusting and insane. Yeah. So immediately I had to find somebody that could come fix it. So I start Googling plumbers and just trying to figure out, okay, what, what do I need to do here? And this is my like me not thinking about marketing, me thinking about the problem that I have and I need a solution for it. I literally clicked on one. The website was not good. So I literally dismissed it. I just said, nope, that's not, you know, I don't want to want that. I want someone who like looks like they at least know what they're doing online. The next one I clicked on, their website was incredible. And the service from their Ford was also incredible. The experience I had when I called, the experience I had when they showed up, all that kind of stuff. And so the website is where it all started for me anyway. Yeah. So would you say that maybe that set the tone for the rest of what you're your expected experience that you were going to have with that company. A hundred percent. Like when, when I called and I got the lady that answered the phone and the professionalism she had, I just, it, it all matched what my first experience. So it, it just made sense. Yeah. Whenever you're selling a service or a product, a lot of times you've got to start, you've got to start building trust right at the get go. What does it look like when people start to search online and where are you taking them online? What is the experience online, the user experience for however they get to your website? And then when they get to the website, what's it like? Was it easy? Was it quality? And it sets the tone for trust. And then when they actually came to your house, it just felt like, I mean, it, it felt good. Right. So I think that is super important. If you don't have a website, it kind of sends this message that you're stuck in the days of old as well and that you're not interested in finding new customers or maybe that you're not even open anymore. So I think it's super important obviously to have a quality website, but you've got to also keep it current. Yeah. I mean, I visited a website the other day. I'm trying to work on my pilot's license and whenever I looked at it, I was thinking, "Oh, this would be cool. This would be cool." And they were like, "Look what happened in 2016." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, well, we're 4 years later. Uh -huh. Are they even still open?" Right. Come to find out they were still open. They just had an old website. So I had to dig deeper. And then I was like, okay, well, if this is how they do their website, then what does everything else look like? What does everything else look like? So keeping it current is really important. And that's one of the things that people really struggle with is content. Like, what am I going to put on my website? I sell these services. I don't have a ton to talk about. Well, you can get creative and find things to talk about. Content right now is so important for every business and a lot of that can go on your website. And that's one of the things we're trying to do really well here at our marketing company for our own business, which is part of why we have this podcast, is to create content to keep it fresh. We're doing it weekly. We've got to keep things current so people know that, hey, we're alive and well and we're doing something. And that matters on your website as well. Yeah. And thinking outside the box, you know, with exactly what you're saying, this normally a podcast, you think of 
Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts, and you just put your podcast up there and, and done with it. There you go. We have content. But our team here has decided, hey, let's put this on our website as content, not just the audio, but also in the background right now is our content director, and she's writing notes. Like, right, I'm literally looking at the notes I'm about to say, and I can see her name popping up and words going across the screen. And so she's listening to this to type that out, to put on our website so that we can have more content in a written form and an audio form and to keep going. So, yep. The more content you have, the more quality content you have, the better it keeps you. Again, people are always checking the pulse of your business to see if they want to interact with you. And one of the ways that they can check the pulse of your business is by going online, going on your website. Are you doing any current blogs? You know, what other content are you providing that shows that, hey, we're moving right now and we're doing something big and you want to be a part of it? That builds trust. Can you imagine the amount of new business we're going to get through that intro we just had? That's true. Wow. Talk about quality, quality content. Quality content coming in hot. Coming in hot. That's right. <laughs> Another reason, you know, on your website to make it interactive, I guess, is for the sake of credibility is to provide past work that you've done. I mean, when people are able to see this is what we've done in the past, then they may see brands that they recognize that you work with, and that builds credibility, that builds trust. And also, how are you presenting what you've done as far as past work is concerned on your website? And so, obviously, it's important to do things like put case studies. That's what we're in the middle of right now for our business. We're in the process of talking through and building these case studies so that we can show folks what we do. Folks, dead gummits. I'm trying to stop. You're doing good, bud. Folks. I can't stop. I can't stop <laughs> and won't stop. I'm kidding. I'm trying to stop. Oh, no. Probably means I won't stop. Anyways, yeah. showcasing past work obviously adds credibility. Yeah, and that can look like many different things. You know, I don't remember the name of this company, but have you seen the company that makes sheets, but they talk about presidents that have them? There's some sheet company that makes literally like bed sheets and they're like four presidents have our sheets. So if they're good enough for a president, it's good enough for you or what? something like that. No you know? sheet. That's genius. <laughs> I knew there was going to be a sheet joke in there somewhere. But these guys, like that's them using a case study essentially of saying like these guys have our product, you know? And so just even just being able to say something simple like that, oftentimes we think case study, we think this long drawn out process, but really it could just be a simple this person uses our product and makes you rethink, you know, as, as a customer. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Builds use. trust, adds credibility. So that's one of the things that you want to use in order to build credibility on your website is past work, something you may think about. It's also important to think about, you will hear us, if you go back and listen to our podcast, our standard of quality is continuing to rise. And that is something we want to make sure that we always do with our marketing company. And so with that being said, the websites are right up there as far as importance of level of quality, because a bad website can absolutely tarnish what somebody thinks about a company. And we've already mentioned that a little bit. And you do not, you want to protect your business. You want to protect people's perception of your business, but you've got to do it the right way. And you've got to do the work as well to make sure it's good. Yeah. And oftentimes it's the service industry that makes the, that where that is often the worst, like your sites just look bad in the service industry, but where it's needed to be the best. And even if you think of like, like home builders, you're thinking about like, these people are going to build my home, but their website looks like this, you know, right. like that's just one of those, it's just a thing that happens in your brain automatically. It's not something they walk through. People aren't typically going to go, well, look at this website I'm looking at. It doesn't look good. So therefore I bet they won't build a good house. It's just a natural reaction of like, Ooh, 
you know, it kind of gives you that that sense of, ah, this isn't going to be good. That's right. Yeah, I love that. And so there's so many great things about having a credible website. When you have one, a good website will cause people to engage. And so you'll have a call to action. You'll have something where you're able to get to know your audience a little bit better. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing with that is the way that you go about your website looking, especially, you know, when we talk about design, there's different elements here. You can talk about design or you can talk about the functionality of it. And they both matter. Oftentimes, I'm throwing in a little commercial here for this, like oftentimes it's one or the other. People either go hard on design or hard on functionality, but it's really when you bring those two together, that is when the magic happens with the website and, and it really can't function one without the other because it may look cool. We, we looked at the site yesterday just because we were looking at something and the site we saw, we were like, man, this looks really cool, but I can't find anything out that I need to know about this company, you know? And so it, that kind of thing really, really, really matters to, to bring it all together. Yeah, that's awesome. So whenever people do end up engaging and they do see this perfect marriage of a user experience and the functionality, I mean, the, with the functionality and the quality, you begin to see that engagement take place. And then you're able to really see who you're working with and see whenever you do that too, there's a million benefits to that. When you're able to learn your audience, then you're able to spend your marketing dollars more wisely. There's a million reasons. Yeah. So we're really talking about consumer insights here. And so with that, there is an unbelievable amount of data that you can get for the types of users that are visiting your site. Some of it gets really scary what you can actually find out about the people because you realize that you're those people. You're also a person online. But, you know, for example, we are, you know, we're going to be proposing a campaign to a client here in the next few weeks. And, and one of the things that we started with was we need to know who's going to their site right now. Like what type of person is visiting their site right now and within... 15 seconds. One of our guys pulled up the info on it and saw that it was female 25 to 34 on their cell phones. That's who's on their site 80% of their traffic this last month. And so that kind of thing is gold to know and to be able to find. And so you do that via tools like Google Analytics and being able to find out all the information. And that's just, I mean, that is the surface level of what you can find out about these people. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. I mean, like we talk about this every once in a while and everybody knows it out there, but once you visit a site, boy, howdy, they, they've got your number. And so they're coming after you. Yeah, absolutely. And so especially if you're logged into a, a Google account or a Facebook account or something like that, when you visit that site. And so, and actually I want to give a little tool here that we use that is another example of this and it's called Hotjar. And so something that Hotjar does, it basically takes the guesswork out of what's happening on your site. So this is something that is so important. I can't tell you as a marketing agency how many times we've heard the phrase, well, you know, people don't do that on websites. People don't scroll down. People don't click on the menu bar. People don't click on the about us. People don't, like, everyone has an opinion of what people do or don't do. However, most of the time, that is just what they do. And what they do is not always what everybody else does. So the way I go about a website and the way you go about a website is probably completely different. There are some, you know, generalities, that word generalities. Sure. I have no idea. We'll go with it. Generalities that people do often, but when you can learn by watching what someone does, this is where it gets creepy. So when we found this, we were, we were trying to figure out, Hey, our people with one of our apparel companies that we work with, what are people doing? How are they getting to the shirts to buy? When they buy the shirts, are they just adding it to the cart? Are they 
clicking it as a favorite? Are they like, what exactly are they doing? And when we found this, it had two different options. You can, you can actually see a heat map, which shows like if they click on this thing, the more people that click on this spot, it'll be darker in the heat map. The, the less people do, then it'll be lighter. That was one thing that was super insightful because we were like, man, no one ever clicks on about this company when they're just trying to buy a t-shirt. And we thought when we found out though, people actually do click on the about page, you know, but the other cool thing that it does is you're literally able to watch videos, video clips of a user and what they do. So you click on this site. I remember me telling you this the first time and you were it like, Whoa. creeped me out so bad. I was like, not in my house, but apparently all the time in my house, all the time in your house. And I showed him the video. I literally was like, watch this. And you literally see the mouse, like someone coming on the page, their mouse moving, what they're clicking on. It shows everything except for anything that has to do with a number. So you can't see like credit card numbers or dollar amounts or things like that. But you see every move they make. And that insight on a website, it actually allows you to see what your clients or customers actually are looking for and what they're actually doing on your website, which could change everything for your business. It's so crazy that there's technology out there that is available where we can learn who our audience is and how they click, you know, no pun intended. Uh, I was about to say it. And just to watch them do their thing. Where do people go? Where's the first thing? Where's the first place they head? Okay. Do we need to direct them somewhere else on the website? So do we need to rearrange things a little bit? I mean, having information obviously on your website, but having information about your consumer or your client, customer, whoever it is, having that information will change the way you do business if you choose to do something with it. And so all of this is available to you, Hotjar. That's available where you can go and see what's happening on your website and then adjust, like adjust your marketing efforts, adjust everything if you need to, or it may be working exactly like you were hoping. So it's really neat. We're going to do something a little bit different now just because this is what professional podcasters do. Is it? I don't know. I've seen a couple. I've I've, seen a couple do it. Well, they take a break and everybody needs a break every once in a while. You need to go to the restroom, bud. I don't. I, I think don't he's making. I say. think he's making this up on the spot. But let's do this thing. Oh, it's in the notes. To I'm be, just, it is in the notes. To be very clear, but we have some cool stuff coming up at our marketing company. By the way, one of our core values here at Green Fox is being candid. So you're gonna get. You're getting the real deal when you're dealing with the, this podcast. So here that's we are. true. Here that's we are true. being us. Here we are being us. Except you'll notice we don't have a lot of ums because you don't get the exact real deal. That's true. There are fewer ums now than there used to be, and that's because we send it for editing. You should go listen. Actually. I want someone to go count the ums. My ums have been counted before, actually. They have been. You got an email about it. Yes, I did. That's okay. We're working on it by paying somebody to take the ums out. Anyway, let's see if it keeps that one in. <laughs> so listen to this break for a second, and we'll be right back. Hey, so I'm with Cade, and we're in the Green Fox podcast studio, and Cade is one of our interns, and we are getting ready for the fall and planning for having some interns for the fall, and we want to see who is interested, so I've asked Cade to come and sit with us for a second and talk to us a little bit about his internship here at Green Fox, so thanks for coming, Cade. Absolutely. Talk to us about kind of what you're doing right now at Green Fox as an intern. So as an intern at Green Fox, I've gotten to go behind the scenes with clients and behind the scenes with staff here at Green Fox. I've gotten to sit in on meetings. I'm taking on my own project right now, getting to interview and write up an article for Granberry Living and the whole new project that Green Fox is working on there. I've gotten to go behind the scenes with clients out in Weatherford and sit in with their executive teams, 
and really just get to dive in headfirst to the whole thing, getting to soak up every little bit of information that I can and learn a lot along the way. Yeah, I love you do a really good job at paying attention and soaking up everything that we're doing. And you can tell that you're hungry to learn. And so that's one of the things I value about you. This isn't a typical internship, I would say we actually will let you sit in our office and be a part of these big meetings about these clients, no matter what it has to do with whether it's for their marketing or the business side of things. It's getting involved, getting in the fire and learning how to do things. And so if you're interested in in participating in our internship program here at Green Fox, I want to invite you to email us at info at greenfox.io and come hang out with us during the fall and get to know marketing a little bit better, get to know business a little bit better and get to learn from some incredible leaders that we get to work with. So thanks again, Cade, for coming to hang out with us. Absolutely. Anytime. Hey, welcome back from our break. We've been talking about websites, obviously, and if you stuck around after the break, we're going to talk about how to utilize your website to get you more business. Eric, talk about that. Yes, we want to talk about lead generation. So this is something that is often underutilized, not just underutilized, underthought through is what I would say. And so on websites, most websites have a phone number, some have a contact form, some have an email address, but it just depends on the business and the type of effort that they put into their website. And so the lead generation, lead capture, like if you don't have a way to capture leads, you will simply miss out on business because other people do have that. And so when someone, there's two types of people, there's people that it will take them around you know, several days of research before they make a decision to even reach out to someone. But when they reach out, they know that's who they're going to go with because they've already done the research. So there's that person. And then there's the person who actually just like Google something in the first, that's the first one they came across. They're like, I need to hurry up and get this done. So I'm just going, I'm that guy a lot of times, uh unless I'm like, this is kind of frivolous. But even when that's the case, yeah, I got to be honest, I, I have a tendency to do the old jump. Yeah, I'm hearing you, especially when you have a hot water heater leak. Quit saying hot water heater. What is it? It's a water heater. No, it's not a hot water heater? Well, it's heating your water. It's redundant. Oh, it's heating your water to make it hot. Okay, I can go with that. It's called a water heater. All right, that's hot. Hot water heater. (laughs) So, lead capture, back to that. So, basically, you know, with those two types of people... Both of them, you're going to need some way to for them to get a hold of you. And oftentimes, there's people who want to make phone calls. Like, they literally, like, I don't want to go through the whole wait on somebody to respond to me. I just need to talk to somebody right now. Or there's people who are like, hey, I'm just going to go ahead and fill this form. And then that way, I did my thing. I can keep working or doing what I'm doing, and they'll get back with me. And so, either way, what you're going to need is some way to capture these leads. And so, there's things that are out now, maybe some phrases you haven't heard, something called conditional logic. This is kind of my favorite, I'm going to say new, it's been around for several years, but it's basically a way for a client or a customer to get on your site to start answering questions. And based on their answers, they may get different questions. So you go to the form instead of just, instead of just having a, what's your name, what's your email address comment section, it's a, what's your name, what do you need? And then based on the answer of what you need, it may change to say, okay, since you need that, then we're going to give you these new set of questions. And basically just, it's a conversation is what it is. And so that conditional logic form is something that really has been a game changer for a lot of our clients, including ourselves. It also is certainly more engaging. I mean, if you think about it, 
whenever you fill out a contact form, you kind of feel like you're sending something out, out into the universe and you don't know what you're going to get back. Or you may get an email saying, Hey, we got your contact information. We'll get back to you within 24 to 48 hours or whatever. But whenever you're filling out one of those conditional logic forms, it's actually, it feels customized for your experience so that you feel like you're actually able to, I don't know, it allows you to go further than just a generic. Yeah. Conversational learning is another phrase that people use with that. And so it's, it's like you're having a conversation with someone at the business, even though it could be the middle of the night. Other things that are super beneficial to having a website, especially when it comes to lead generation is live chat, having a live chat, because again, I don't always want to call someone because here's the main reason, just to be completely honest, I don't want to sound stupid. And sometimes when I don't know exactly like the plumbing thing, I'm like hot water heater. I'm saying words like that. (laughs) And the plumber's probably like this guy, hot water heater, you know, for the record, I think most people say that, but I'm an Enneagram eight and I need to make it a point that that's not the right thing. And I'm going to let everybody else know about it. And I'm an Enneagram three, which is just a nicer version of an eight. So I'm just going to let that roll off. Like it never happened and we'll keep going. <laughs> we need to have an Enneagram podcast. That's a good soon. idea. I think we'll do it like a midweek bonus Let's podcast. Do it. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. <laughs> I'm excited just thinking about. Uh, I'm nervous, quite uh, honestly. You're, you're an eight. You're I not too nervous. don't like to look stupid, but I'm going to let everybody know about it. And if I do, I'm going to play it off like a pro. Uh-huh. Professional. Okay. That's what pro means, I guess. Professional. I don't know why I came in with that. Hot water Uh, heater. Hot water heater. So anyway, so having lead gen on your website, not just having it on your website, having a website to be able to have lead gen is just, it's irreplaceable. You can't replace it with anything else. You can, sure, you can have a Facebook page, but again, if someone's not watching having Facebook Messenger app on their phone and paying attention when something comes through, you're not going to get that till later. And when you get it later, the person has probably already moved on to another business that is going to answer them faster. Yeah, that's good. And I want to kind of transition a little bit into talking. We're getting more technical here. Obviously, we kind of started at a higher level and now we're kind of getting to the details of why it could be important. But it does get technical. For technical reasons, you need a website for advertising, for searchability. And we're actually going to dive into this later this month as well so that we can really get in the weeds a little bit and learn more about this. But talk about that. Yeah. So I'm going to use this phrase. And if you know it, then you know it. If you don't, don't be scared by it. But search engine optimization is a real thing that is absolutely necessary and it has to do with your website and so what search engine optimization is you'll often hear seo so what seo is is basically it's the ability for your website your business to be found online via the search engines so you know there is a stat out there that 93 percent of online experiences begin with a search engine and that is i mean that's insane like people looking that 93 percent of people will go to a search engine Google, Yahoo, Bing. Is Yahoo a thing still? I think it is. Is Bing a thing still? Of course it is. Oh. Well, I mean, if you think about it, I don't know, like, unless I know the website already, I don't know what else to do. Yeah. Well, than- if you're a Chrome user, which we are here in-house, we just, we don't even go to Google. You just type just, in the search bar. Oh, it's awesome. Pops up. I'm right. a recent, since I started working here, Chrome yep. user, and I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah. You know what we need to do? We need to do a podcast on Chrome and Chrome extensions because it will help your business in an incredible way if you don't know how to use it. Well, those. I will listen and you do the talking. You got it, bud. I got you. So with search engine optimization, there are so many things that are website 
necessities that if you don't have a website, it will not help your search engine rank position, which is also known as SERP. That was a mouthful. Yes, it was. So it will not help that if you don't have a website. It will actually, I mean, you're, you're it is going to be very, very, very difficult to be found if you don't have a website on a Google search. Now, again, like we talked about, people will put Facebook as their website, but it doesn't help from an SEO standpoint as much as having a website does. And so what you're able to do with a website is you're able to take content that you write, the words that have to do with your business. Let's say you sell trailers. So you would use words like trailers, moving company, you know, whatever it may be, things that have to do with trailers and the need for trailers. And you would be able to put that into your content on your website and then that is going to be one small thing that helps your SEO and helps your ranking position on Google. And so, you know, there's just there's just many, 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 many things that go into that. I mean, it is a it is a, we have a guy here that does this full time. It's literally his job is to do this for for our clients. And so, it's very in depth. But the point is, it starts with a website. You got to have a website to be able to be found to the top of those engines. Yep. It's crazy how all that stuff works. Again, I don't know the technical side of it, but we've got an amazing crew who does know the technical side of it. So it's fun to see how it all comes together and why it's important to have certain things in your website so that you can rank high in those search engines. So that's really kind of a crazy thing to watch go down behind the scenes. There's something we want to talk about too that's quite obvious as far as a reason to have a website and that's simply to communicate your information as well i mean sometimes people they want to go to your website to search for a product or your service but they also may just simply need to get a hold of you there are certain people out there like the other day i had to call an airline which is delta and i just simply wanted to call somebody I mean, you can obviously do a million things on Delta Airlines website, but I just needed some ball help. And so I had to go find their contact information. And so obviously putting that type of stuff on your website is important. But then there's also, you know, you can showcase media just again, that's kind of in the credibility section that we talked about earlier. But that's where you can put things that you may not put on social media, you know, videos, some pictures of your team, that kind of thing. And then also maybe that's where you host your blog as well, which helps with SEO, but it also can position you as the expert in your field as well. And that provides content, which helps with your SEO. There's a million things that you can do that just would help communicate information about who your business is. And then adding those things in there also helps build credibility. And ultimately that's what you're trying to do, right? You're trying to have your potential client or customer, you're trying to build trust right from the get go. And so, and there's a million different types of websites out there. There's e-commerce, there's, I mean, there's so many different types of websites, but ultimately in the end, it's worth it. It's worth it. And, and a few key things that I would say is make sure it's quality. Make sure you keep it current and then make sure you're utilizing it. If people are going to your website, don't waste it with just putting your information out there. I mean, find a way to lead generate from your website. So there's a lot of obvious positive reasons to actually get a website and to do it in a way that you'd be proud of as well. Next week on the podcast, we're going to talk about user experience and a few things this month that, again, are just kind of over the over my head a little bit, but I'm excited to talk about them because that's what this is for, is if you feel like websites and all those things are over your head, we're going to dig deep a little bit. I'm with you guys this month on trying to learn something. If you're in marketing at your company or you're thinking about doing something for yourself, 
And so this month is for you. We're also going to talk about using a company to build your website or to do it yourself. You know, would it be smarter to do it yourself? And maybe even give you some tools if that's where you're at in your business, in the stage of your business where you need to do it yourself. So we're going to answer some of those questions. And then we're going to also talk about maintaining your website this month as well. So we want to remind you that we are looking for interns in the fall. And so if you're interested, then please email us at info at greenfox.io. Also check out our website at greenfox.io. We're doing brand assessments. So if you've got questions about where your brand stands out or doesn't stand out online, you can go to our website at greenfox.io slash brand dash assessment. Fill that out and somebody will get back with you and kind of help answer some questions. Thank you guys for listening this week. We'll see you next time.